The Mom Babe community started from a simple observation. Moms want more. We have the best job in the world, but we are also running the world while cleaning up the kitchen. You're listening to the Mom Babe podcast, where every day we are serving up coffee in one hand and confidence in the other. We're your hosts, Christina and Carolyn, founders of the Mom Babes, sisters, coaches, and moms. We're here to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to show up each day as your best self. Whatever season of motherhood you're rocking, we are here, right alongside you. No judgment, no eye rolls. Save those for our kids. We believe motherhood is better together, so we are inviting you to come sit at our table. This podcast will give you your daily dose of, girl, you got this, because we know motherhood is hectic, exhausting, and straight up hard. So let's not do this alone. Whether you're folding laundry, commuting to work, or wrangling three kids to get their shoes on, just know you're doing one hell of a good job. Remember, you matter. And so do your dreams, your desires, and your priorities. We are here to tell you, you can have it all. Girl, you're a mom, babe. Let's get this kitchen party started. Grab your cup, because we're going to fill it up. babes welcome back to the mom babe podcast oh i'm so excited that you're here today because we have such an awesome guest so we have dr Lindsay zygar here with us today which is so amazing honestly i actually wish i had dr Lindsay in my corner um when i was pregnant with reese because now that um we have started some conversations with her i have just realized how amazing it is to have people and women like her in your corner. So she's a naturopathic doctor, registered nurse, birth doula, and mama to two beautiful girls. And what's even cooler, mamas, is that she is back in our Sea to Sky corridor. So she's been practicing her practice in the Sea to Sky corridor in North Shore for the last seven years, but she's moving her practice to Squamish. So that's even better for us because even though I don't live in Squamish and Christina does, I feel like I'm an honorary resident because I'm there probably like once a week. So anyway, it's just, it's so great to have you here, Dr. Lindsay, because what I love the most about you is that, especially thinking about my own um, maternity journey and, and postpartum and everything, is that how you just gently guide women back in the direction for their greater health. And I think just your approach and your wholeness and your grounded perspective as you just help all of us, right? You help all of us navigate just the uncharted waters of parenthood and motherhood. And I just, I just love that you help women restore balance in, in all aspects of their life. And I just think that I, now that I'm following you on Instagram, I just love watching you. And I just think that together with, oh, with all the things that you're raising energetic and courageous and resilient children. And I love it. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited Yay. to be okay. here. And also, I'm super excited because you're our first, um, well, I guess I'll say health professional that you're with us. And so, I don't know, I think it's super cool that we can have some some conversations um, about postpartum and maternity and, and all this just greater, greater health. So let's just dive right in. So I know for me and my journey in terms of, um, yeah, postpartum, like, health and my health has been such a priority and I've had to just make it everything that I focus on. So why do you think it's so important for moms to prioritize their health? Whether it's, I mean, 
pre like pre postpartum anything I believe it's important for moms to prioritize their health for themselves first and foremost so that we have the energy and the resources we need to meet the demands of the day and so that we can continue to life live the life that we love when we meet our basic physical emotional and social needs we decrease stress we regulate and tend our nervous systems we increase our capacity to be in the present moment with both with ourselves and with our children we communicate in a calm and non-reactive way we have the capacity to consider our children's behaviors from a different perspective we experience more joy and we live our lives in alignment with our best selves. And when we prioritize our health, we're also teaching our children how to care for their little bodies and hearts and minds. It's our habits that deeply imprint on our children. And these are what become the self-care habits and coping strategies that our children rely on. Even if they move away from them in their teen years, they start to return back to these same nourishing activities in their 20s and 30s. And what an incredible gift for us as mothers to be able to give to our children than to be able to teach them how to care for themselves in this way. Oh my gosh. Like, thanks for that awesome answer. I mean, there's so many things actually that you so beautifully said there. And a couple that just, I was furiously actually just writing notes <laughs> as, you were, as you were talking there. But yeah. I think one thing that just really stuck out for me was as you know, in that present moment. And I think it's so easy mm. for us just to, you know, you're in like the juggle struggle, or you're in the hustle and you just are trying to multitask so many different things. And I think that's the one lesson that, especially during this time that we are in now is to really teach my son to be present. And if I am going to show up and be with him that I don't, I shouldn't be on my phone or checking email and doing all the other things that, um, you know, that I want to get done, but I mean, he notices those things. The kids notice everything. And I, I think it's really important that, you know, if we show up and be present in whatever that we're choosing to do, I mean, it really does teach them those skills as well. So I just, I absolutely love that. So, so thank you for sharing that as well as, which I think I'll come back to later. Um, but the nourishing activities, I've actually never heard it ever phrased that way as nourishing activities. And I love that. So I've started that in my notebook right now, but like, what are, what are some ways for women to start taking control of their health? So you talked about like creating those healthy habits and we've talked a lot about that with the mom babes and in our choose you program. And, um, yeah, I mean, healthy habits are so important. So how can women get started, you know, in terms of creating those, those habits for themselves? Yeah, be ruthless oh, with self-care. Just pause there for a second. Level. Did you hear that, mamas? Okay, be ruthless with self-care. Oh, I love that. I'm writing that down. The most important thing is prioritizing sleep. And I know I've heard you talk about it on your podcast, but there really is nothing more nourishing and restorative than sleep. There's nothing that you can take that will replace what sleep does for you mentally, physically, and emotionally. So for me in my practice, this means that I'm helping women aim for eight hours of sleep every single night. 
And I mean eight hours of actual sleep, not eight hours in the bed, waking. So if you are waking with little ones in the night, it means plan to be in your bed for longer than eight hours. Yeah. And I, I see many women as well in my practice who cherish their nights because it's the only time they get to themselves. And so they regularly stay up late into the night. But then this starts a nasty cycle of sleep deprivation and fatigue, irritability, and overall depletion. So prioritizing sleep also means going to bed early. And in terms of restful, rejuvenating sleep, every hour of sleep before midnight counts as double. So aim to be in bed and sleeping by like 10, 10.30 at wow, night. Wow, I didn't actually know that. So every hour before midnight counts as double. Wow. Yeah, That's good. I need to go to bed at so 9.45. Rain <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. And prioritizing sleep also means that if you're waking multiple times in the night or you're having difficulty sleeping or consistently waking in the early morning hours, there could be an underlying hormone imbalance that's causing your sleep issues. So looking into that as yeah, well. That's really important too, for sure. Wow. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So then, okay, so obviously you prioritize sleep in your own life. That's for sure. Oh my God. Yes. A hundred percent. Everybody that knows me <laughs> knows that I go to sleep early all the time. I have two daughters. So I have a four-year-old and an 11 month old and I go to sleep when the girls go to sleep. So my bedtime is like eight o'clock at night. I wake multiple times in the night still for feedings. And when five o'clock comes around, I am ready to face the day and my household is quiet and calm and I can get up and have a tea and I can meditate and then I'm ready to be fully present no matter what the day brings. Well, that's awesome. Like that just in itself and the fact that you've prioritized that, that um, routine for yourself, I think is so, I just think it's really great to hear someone like in real life. I think a lot of times as mom, if you follow people on social media or you watch, or as, or as people, this, I mean, media is, broadcast to us that we can well y'all you know like they'll say all you have to do is meditate and all you have to do is this and all I have to do is that but I think for like most of us moms it's the how like well how do we do that and mm. I think when we actually hear from people in our circle in our community that are doing those things it's such a valuable resource because then we have you to come to to say okay well like Lindsay how how do you do that and I think that's the piece that I love so much that I have a real actual person in my corner who can, mm -hmm. who can help, which I mean, for me, sleep, I mean, my sister knows that she can't, like, she can't talk to me past 10 o'clock. Cause I'm like, I'm asleep. Like, I've been asleep for half an hour. <laughs> um, and she's more of the night owl than, than I am. But, um, I'm the same as you. Like, I mean, thankfully my kid is a very, very good sleeper. Um, but it's still, I mean, he goes to bed, he's sleeping by seven, but I mean, I take my two hours to get all the other things done that I want. And, and then I'm in bed reading and I'm asleep, you know, around nine thirty. Like it really, um, is how it works around here. So I love that you've created that routine for yourself. Um, mm -hmm. and I've had to change my routine as well. So I used to do yoga and meditate for an hour every single day before I had children. And now it's yeah. 15 minutes. I get it in. I'm quick. 
it's as meaningful as it was before because I'm really efficient now, but I know that I have to have that grounding practice in my day every single day. And I think that's the really important piece to, to hit home is that, yeah, okay, before we had kids or some days, it's great. We can get that hour, but don't sacrifice just because you only have 15 minutes. Like I hear that all the time from my friends. We're like, well, I didn't do it because, you know, I didn't have the hour. I only have 20 minutes. Well, then do it for the 20. Like take take whatever you can get exactly. because I know for me too, like I got in that habit. Um, for me, it's exercise. Like I just, I need to feel the sweat. And if I sweat, I just, my mind and everything feels so much better. And so even this morning I got up and I thought, well, should I cycle? Should I not? And I just, you know, before you could talk yourself out of it, you know, I was on that bike for, and I sweated it out for a half an hour. And, and the day has been like monumentally better because I did that. So I love it. So what else, Mm -hmm. are there anything else that you do besides from your grounding practice um, or any tips that you could probably give to moms right now that if they're thinking, well, how do I just start? Like, how do I figure out what my practice would be? Mm -hmm. I would say practicing the ability to cultivate being in the present moment. That's huge, hey? It's just knowing what your body needs. I think that's huge. It could be just drinking a glass of water. I mean, it could be anything, mm-hmm. but it's, it is it is checking in with yourself and taking the time to check in with how legitimately how you're feeling, which which has taken me some time, I know for sure. But now that I, like you say, have created that habit of living in the present moment, um, I really have to say, like, it, it's made it's made life so much easier, um, which which I love. Now I know for the next question, um, it's a, it's a really important one for me because I've, I've really had to, um, Mm. well, I guess adopt this, but I mean, in terms of including your kids, I know a lot of times, like I remember when I was pregnant and we were looking for strollers and, um, my husband's like, well, don't you want to get a jogging stroller? Like you love running. And I made the comment of like, well, no, I'm like, when I have a baby, like I want running to be my own thing. Like I'll never run with my baby. So <laughs> no, we're not getting a jogging stroller. Like I put my foot down and he was like, oh, okay. Well, like what a mistake that was. Like quickly I realized that we wasted $800 <laughs> on the city select and that I should have got the Bob. So we, we now yes. have a Bob <laughs> as well as the city select um, because I quickly realized that, uh, yeah, we definitely, and we have a dog. Like, I don't, I have no idea what we, what I was even thinking, but I guess I had this real, you know, skewed vision of what my, uh, maternity was going to be. But I guess, you know, how do you include your kids? Because for me, obviously I have the dog Reese's and the Bob and we're running, like we hit, we hit the pavement and, um, and I absolutely love it. So what are some things that, or, you know, even just some suggestions of what, if moms are listening, thinking, well, how do I, how do I get, can, you know, how do I put myself first and how do I get out there if I have my kids? Yeah, we have a double chariot and we start every day after breakfast, we get ready and we pack a snack and we get in the chariot and we head outside for our nature walk. And we're so blessed in Squamish that we can literally go anywhere and be surrounded by beautiful nature And all along the way, every morning, I'm saying out loud to the girls, good morning, sun, good morning, mountains, good morning, beautiful bird song, good morning, river that's rising high in the springtime with the the spring um, melts. 
we look at all the flowers and we look for little snug slugs and little snails. We pick up little treasures that we can bring home to our nature table. And whenever I come across medicinal plants, I point them out to the girls and I say, this is, this is elder and we smell the elder flowers and later they'll make elderberries. And so we pick them and make elderberry syrup or, um, I'll point out dandelions or nettles and we'll go and pick nettles and make nettle spanakopita with it. And so I, I teach them about our plant allies that are all around us. Holy crap. You're so resourceful. I got to bring, I got to bring Reese to your house. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to start that. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that because I know for me, like I'll say, Oh, like we, we actually, well, we don't live in Squamish, but we do live, um, we back onto a Creek. So, it's, it's, it's amazing because mm-hmm. we have deer and we got the beavers and the owls. And so, um, it is super, super amazing that we can give that to our son. Um, even though we're not surrounded by the mountains, like, mm-hmm. like you guys are, but I just think it's so nice that you bring that awareness to your kids that, you know, the, the, the power and the beauty of the nature and your neighborhood, your community around you. And if you take care of those things and you honor those things, like how they can return and give back to you, which I think, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just so, so great. And do your kids love it? Oh, absolutely. And they're always showing their friends like, oh, did you know that this plant that is this or that smell this flower? Or did you know that you can make this with this plant or this berry? Or equally, I don't know what that berry is. So we don't yeah, touch it. Would, oh my gosh. I actually had a little bit of a flashback. Like I could just picture Reese because Reese puts everything in his mouth, like the amount of rocks. And like the other day he picked up a slug and I'm like, do not, do not put that in your mouth. Like we're, we're not going there right now. Like we also had a squirrel in our house last week. Um, oh, that was very entertaining. Yeah. He just came in and was like, Hey, I'm just going to hang out in here. And you're like, no, no, no out you go. But, um, I was just, why I'm saying this is that, you know, with, with your girls and, and now with Reese getting more for myself with Reese, um, he's getting to that age where he is so much more curious and he, he wants to know what's out there and he wants to see things and touch things and, you know, all those sensory things. Um, and I know for me, Mm. like a lot of my motivation with taking him with me on my runs and, working out is I want to show him an active lifestyle and I want to show him how we can be healthy and, and all, but also enjoy like treats and things in moderation. So I guess in terms, I I wanted to ask you a question about, um, like the food side of it, um, you know, Mm. and, and modeling those healthier, um, habits. Do you find that a challenge with, with your girls or, um, is that, like, has that been okay for you? It's been okay for us. It's, it honestly is just the natural way that we do things in our family and our girls yeah. don't know any difference. For them, juice is the green juice powder that we have in the fridge. And we've had to bring it to a couple friends' houses because when they ask for juice, that's what they're asking for is their green juice. Um, and they just pick these things up automatically and it makes them feel good in their bodies and so they recognize that difference as well totally I I love that and I love that like it's really 
teaching your kids that the one thing that honestly I don't think I learned until being an adult is truly like how you like fuel your body and how your body feels when you put the things into it. Um, and so I love the mm-hmm. fact that you just bring that juice with you where you go and that your girls know that they can have that and that that's what makes them feel good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we, you've talked a lot about um, like raising resilient kids and obviously just by talking mm-hmm. to you these last few minutes, I mean, I can, I can tell already that it's, resilience is built in your in your foundation and your practice and taking them in nature and and having those healthy habits but um in terms of you know guiding some other women who maybe don't live in Squamish or maybe who don't have those things or maybe people who aren't outdoorsy like I know I have friends who'd be like walk in nature no we're not going to do that we're gonna go to the mall um like let's go to the food court (laughs) um you know what would you say to them like how would we help them think of of, you know, things they can do to continue to build resilient kids? A great place is the kitchen. Just bring your kids in the kitchen and recognize from the get-go that this is going to take extra time and it's not about accomplishing the goal in, you know, like a 30-minute cook time. This is the activity that we're going to do for the day. And it's a full sensory experience. It's a teaching moment for them and you're building their knowledge and you're building their skills with the skills that they're going to need for the rest of their life and you're building confidence with them and you're teaching them the practical skills of how to fuel their body how to make a meal how to make themselves feel good how to share that with other people and create community through food and through nourishment oh I had so many like flashes of we I'm actually, after we finished recording today, I'm going, I finally got, um, I was trying to, I was on the hunt for like a learning tower, I think they're called. Um, I don't know. It's like where the kids can climb up so that they can be at counter height with you so that they can mm, basically mm-hmm. do all the things that you just yeah. said. Because the other day my husband said, he's like, you know what? He's like, we need to, we need to get one of those things for Reese that he can be up here with us, c- cooking with us. Like, and I was so surprised to hear that from him mm-hmm. because usually he's the one that's like, um, just more like, you know, not, not, he's not worried about mess, but he's just wanting to get the job done. Like we need to eat. So let's cook and eat. Um, so for him to say, yeah. Hey, we should, you know, include, include Reese in more of these things and, and, um, just make him more, more of a part of what we're doing in the kitchen. I thought was, was super, super cool. I was just so excited for, for him to say that. So, um, I'm going to be passing on those things you just said to my husband, which I'm super excited about. Um, but yes, and in building that community, um, I think in terms of the mom babes, we that's what we're all about. And gathering around a table and sharing a meal is something that I know as kids, mm-hmm. I mean, we would, I mean we, I mean, we often say that Sunday dinner is our religion. Like no matter where you are, or what you do, you get home mm-hmm. for Sunday dinner because that's where we can all connect and reunite and, and share and um yeah so many great things happen around the table and in the kitchen so it's the heart of the home which i love oh yeah it is and it's where i find the deepest most meaningful conversations yes. happen i would 100 percent agree with that oh like <laughs> yeah awesome yeah like what i find too is sometimes like we get to a point where um, 
we're we've you know we're starting to create healthy habits and and then we kind of get stuck. And so I guess my next question is is you know for those moms out there that maybe they had healthy habits or maybe they've fallen to a point now in their in their life where they just they feel a bit stuck and they feel a bit like well how do I get started and I'm trying to make healthy habits but I'm just finding that I'm I feel like I'm failing. Like what would be or I say we as I'm a doctor too, but how would you um or what advice would you give for those moms who feel maybe like they're not able to, or, you know, facing some challenges? First, I would say drop all the way back to simplicity and really taking the time to get really crystal clear about what it is that you need in your life to make you happy and whole and feel good and energized. And are you doing that? And if not, how can you start to build that in and slowly over time and realizing that it's it's a practice it's a coming back to and actively trying to make that a habit and over time it will become a habit but it is active practice and it looks different than it used to look before we had kids and so having the ability to reimagine it and taking it really down to the nuts and bolts of what is it that I'm missing? What is that feeling that I'm trying to achieve? Or what is missing that I need to bring in? And, and sometimes it is meeting with a health practitioner so that you can sit down with what your symptoms are or what your health goals are and prioritize how to get there with a really specific targeted path instead of trying to do all of the things all at once because you know they're good for everybody but maybe one specific thing will be the kingpin that will allow the rest of the dominoes to just fall for you into place I love that I love that you just I mean you've, you've hit on so many things there I mean I especially love the active practice that you know it, it's that we're all different and we're all going to take different paths and so practice just focus on your own practice like I know we often say like stay in your lane like mm-hmm. you say don't look around everybody else because you say like you know everybody has different things but if you st- just focus on your own practice it's and I think that's what I've I've personally done finally with with my own journey of of staying in my own lane and 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 just it, when I think back to where I was a year ago even from now um it's, it's, it's pretty crazy actually to think, to think about. And, and I'm a completely different person, um, now, Mm -hmm. um, than I was a year ago. So it's, it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. Like you say, how things are different post kids and they really are. They really are. And when you get clear on what your things are, you're able to act as a beacon for other people and they can either be inspired by the actions that you're doing and adopt those same behaviors or be inspired to be like, hey, she really rocks that. This is my thing over here. And I'm going to get the courage to take that up. Yes. Yes. And that's just like there's room for all of us. And there's room for all of us at the table. And we don't have to be comparing and competing. We can just open the door. Like open the door and everybody else can come in too. And they're going to find their spot to raise, to raise themselves up. And I think that's, 
one of the things I've really loved about our, our community and just this community online that, you know, you really get a chance to meet women and, and to see them shining, which I think is super, super cool for lack of a better term. Like Mm. I just, I just love, yeah, I just love hearing people's voices and sharing their stories, which I think is just so, so powerful because there's, especially for me, like with my, um, uh, pregnancy and, and postpartum, like I thought I was the only one, like there was no one else that would have gone through what I went through. And, and so by learning that, of course there was, you know, of course there is, and it's not to compare us, but it's just to know that there's other women in your corner supporting you and that you can lean on other women, um, as much as, as much as you need and that they're there to support you, which I think is really special. I didn't realize even existed in motherhood, you know, Mm. um, before becoming a mom myself. So, yeah. And how powerful to take on your journey that presented to you through your motherhood journey and to really step into that and have ownership of it and see, have your children see you in that light. Yeah. Thank you. I've actually, you know, I just hearing you say that right now, it really, it really does hit home. And I think, um, I think that's probably one of the biggest gifts, you know, and, and motive and definitely motivations for me is that I want my son to see both my husband and I, you know, um, go through what we've gone through to, to have him and to create a, a life for our family that we are so proud of. And, um, yeah, I want him to just to look at women as strong, powerful beings, you know, not, mm-hmm. not women who, I don't know, just, yeah, I want, I want him to look at women confidently, you know, like I, I think confidence is such a huge thing. And I just, yeah, I guess I want to practice what I preach, I guess, for him. So absolutely. But it's, and I know you, I mean, and even despite, I mean, I, I guess even hearing your voice, which I super love is like, I can just hear how grounded you are. And I know you talk about having a, um, a, a grounded perspective. So like, what does that actually look like? I'm always so curious because honestly, I will tell you, and I know this is admitting a lot, actually, it's almost a little bit embarrassing. Um, my lack of knowledge in terms of like natural, um, like your naturopathic doctor like, I would say like, I'm an idiot compared, you know, like I know nothing about, um, natural, like I'm such a science person. And I think like, I'm going to the hospital, I'm going to see a doctor. This is what it is. It's medical professionals. And so just to hear your perspective, I think is honestly so refreshing for me personally. I'm only speaking for myself here. Um, and it's such a great thing for me to hear. So I'm just really curious to know, like when you talk about having a grounded perspective, like what does it actually look like in terms of motherhood and parenthood? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with being able to know and trust your own mothering intuition and knowing that you have a lot of the wisdom inside you. And if you don't, you at least have the inkling and the, the knowledge that you need to seek it elsewhere. And so finding the ways or finding the people that will help you and building your tribe around those people. And I know for me, 
being both a naturopathic doctor and a practicing registered nurse, I'm able to see both sides of medicine. And so I know when somebody needs to just gently cultivate something in their lifestyle or something herbally will really help them, or if they need the really big, powerful medications to help support them. Um, And that's where they're going to get the most bang for their buck. And oftentimes there are underlying ways that we can gently support and nourish somebody. Um, No, that's great. That's such a beautiful answer for someone like me. And I guess I'm, again, speaking for myself, like I am such a science person, like I guess, and I guess for me too, like a lot of my friends, had home births and had um, midwives and doulas and and I and 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 to be honest, I mean, if I had a home birth, I'd be dead, straight up. Yeah. And Reese, and Reese would be too. So I know I'm a little bit biased, and I know, and that's why a lot of times I actually don't talk about um don't talk about it because I don't want to offend anybody who who practice you know who has a midwife and and who had doulas because I don't have any real knowledge about it because I didn't have it and um. And so I guess I just wanted to thank you for letting me open up a little bit today mm-hmm. and, and share that. I, I mean, I, I guess I'll call it vulnerability rather than embarrassing um, point for me is that, yeah, like I, I guess I just really enjoy learning more about the holistic approach and, and that grounded perspective. And, and I just think that what you said about, you know, trusting your intuition is probably, I would say one of the best pieces of advice that you can give to new moms and women who are pregnant and, and I mean, every, every phase of motherhood for that matter is that we know like deep down, you know, what's best for you and what's best for your, your family and your, and your littles. And so it's just, you know, trust that, that little voice or that inkling or that feeling, because I mean, essentially that's what I did. Like even when I was in the hospital and had so much faith in the medical system, like if I had not had trusted that intuition um, I still, you know, I, I would not be sitting where I am today. Um, so I think that's just such a important piece. So thank you, um, just for making that so clear of trusting your intuition. I think that's such an important piece. So, mm-hmm. and I love that you're, you have both sides. I love that you're both science and naturopath. I think mm-hmm. that's super cool. How did you even, how did they even, how did you even get there? I know that's not, <laughs> I didn't even ask you that question actually, which maybe I think I should have. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But like, how did you even become both or are both? Yeah, I broke my leg when I was six and I was fascinated by the x-rays and my cast and doctors. And I knew that I would be a doctor always from that moment on. It just fascinated me. and everything was learning about the human body and I grew up also in the country and we had a huge garden and whenever we would get sick my dad would give us echinacea like before I could really even pronounce what it was so I always had this kind of brewing underneath and then in high school I got really sick with mono and there was nothing that we could do from a medical perspective, they were like, just go home and rest. And something inside me was said, don't tell me there's nothing that I can do. There has to be something that I can do. 
There has to be something that I can eat that will make me my immune system better. There has to be, you know, there has to be something. And so when I was in high school, I started reading about natural health and the immune system. And that's when I found naturopathic medicine. And I was like, yep, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And you have to have an undergraduate degree before you can go into naturopathic medicine. And I thought, what can I do so that I can study the human body, be with people, dive right into medicine, and not do physics and calculus? I know, I'll be a nurse. (laughs) Well done. That was awesome. And like looking back on it, it would have been so much easier to do physics and calculus. Oh my God. Nursing was not an easy undergrad by any stretch of the imagination, but it was part of my journey, right? Um, And I fell in love with working with women. I used to be a public health nurse and teach women how to breastfeed, and I would go to their home and provide breastfeeding support. And and I always knew in the back of my mind that that just it wasn't quite it. It wasn't quite enough. I needed to go back to school. I needed to become a naturopath. How the two worlds would come together, I had no idea. And um, I started practicing as a naturopath. And then I got pregnant with my daughter. And five months into my pregnancy, I lost my naturopathic practice to an arson fire. And I, I just, I, I lost everything in that moment. It, my whole world collapsed and I just knew that I needed to focus on this baby and focus on being the best mama possible to this little person and that everything else would just come together if I started really simply and just focus on myself focus on this baby, ask for the resources that I needed to be able to have the the maternity leave that I needed and support myself and build a cocoon around myself so that when I was ready to come back into the world, I was coming back whole instead of shattered. And part of that meant going back and getting relicensed as a nurse. And now I balance my life between being a nurse and being a naturopath so that I have the financial security that I need to move forward in a really calm and safe and stable way. Um, yeah. Holy moly. Like, I'm almost, well, I'm speechless, to be honest. I'm, well, thank you for sharing and opening up to that. I can't even, I can't even imagine what that felt like or what, what you had to go through, to be honest. I'm so sorry. My gosh. Somebody has a greater plan out there for me and it makes sense now that I'm, I've have two children and I've had a very challenging postpartum period and then I've had a second chance to implement all of the things that I learned and have a very different time the second time around and now I 
know how to help others who have gone through other challenging experiences? Uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, your help, if it means anything, you, you are definitely helping me because I know I, um, well, we're trying, <clears throat> we're trying to, to determine if we can have our second and, and yeah, there would be a lot of, I, I mean, I, I just, I'm hoping and I'm praying that I, I, I get the chance or and well, we get the chance because like you said, there's, I would, I would do a few things differently the next time. And, and just knowing what I know, um, yeah, I, I want to have another crack at it. And, mm-hmm. um, I just, yeah, I just hope I get, I hope I get the chance. That's for sure. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, I think, I mean, it's so wonderful to hear you say, you know, you've, you've come out the other side, you know, and, and in the place where now you feel, um, whole, you know, and I think that's so encouraging for so many moms out there who might feel like, you know, they've gone through such a traumatic experience, which clearly you did. And, um, to know that you can still make it out. Like there's plan A may not have been the plan that we took, but you know, plan B, plan C, plan C, and maybe it's plan, you know, G or S that <laughs> you end up doing, but know that that, that must've been the plan that was supposed to work. And you got to a point where you are now and with a whole new perspective and, and yeah, I, sorry, I'm just taking it all in. I just think that I didn't expect you to say those things. And so I just, I think that was really great that you shared that and just opened up for all our listeners to hear that, you know, we all have things that we go through and whether you, you know it or not, like we all have a story. And I think that's just such a powerful thing about motherhood too. Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you for, for creating this space where I feel comfortable enough to share. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I just, I just can't wait to actually meet you in person. (laughs) (laughs) Now that, now that I get to talk to you in in real life, I just, I'm just hoping and hoping and hoping that I, um, yeah, I get to actually work with you and we can and and dive in more because I clearly need more of you in my life. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Oh, it'll be a pleasure to go through walks in nature and I can point out all the little plants in Squamish when you're visiting next. Oh, when you said Spanakopita, like you, you hit, you definitely hit a chord with my heart. I'm like, I love Spanakopita. (laughs) (laughs) I know my, I know Reese would love too. I was just like, man, we can, I'm like, honey, we can make Spanakopita. This is awesome. But, yeah. oh my gosh, there's so many things. But I know this is not going to be the last time we talk to you. We will definitely be having you back because I've already written down like 25 more questions that I actually want to ask you. But um, <laughs> I, know, I know time is sensitive. So um, I guess for, I mean, now I know where we can find you, but where where can our listeners find you if they want to find out more about you and just connect with you because you are such a beautiful soul and I want more, I want all our moms in our community to be connecting with you. So um, I know you have a website that's launching very soon, which is super exciting. Um, but where can they find you now or in the future? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at drzeiger.nd or on Facebook at Dr. Lindsay Zeiger. And yes, my website is going to be live in June. So it's drlindsayzeiger.com. 
Awesome. Uh, and I'll be linking all that in the show notes too so that everybody can see the correct spelling and see everything um, so that, yeah, it's easy to find you. Mm-hmm. And for all of the mom babes, if you book in with me before the end of July, I will give you 10% off your initial consultation with me as long as you mention mom babes. Hot dog. That's awesome. Thank you. That is so nice of you to offer that. You're so welcome. Oh, mom babes. I'll be linking that in the show notes as well. Um, but, but seriously, Lindsay, thank you. Thank you so much for, for being here today. And just, I know you opened my eyes and just to so many, so many more perspectives and just, you know, I think what I love, like just going back to the very beginning, like when you talked about just those nourishing activities and how important those are to nourish yourself as well as of course your children, but you know, it's bringing it back to basics, keeping it simple and really being in tune to what, what fuels you. And I just, um, yeah, I love your, love your perspective. I love you. And I just, I cannot thank you enough. So again, thank you so much for, for taking the time to share, um, your beautiful self with us. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right, mom babes, that's it for this pep talk. We hope your cup is full and we thank you for making the choice to prioritize you today. If you enjoyed today's episode and want more information, then head on over to our website at themombabes.com forward slash podcast. Or better yet, share this episode over on Instagram. It's pretty much our favorite place to hang out. So until next time, keep showing up and rocking your best self.